0: This is the Gomaluku podcast. All right. What's you good,
1: look? everyone? Ghazali Orell here with a new episode of the Gomaluku podcast, and with uh, we're at the expert workshop over here in Geneva, so not in Sharm Shake anymore. Um, yeah, well, we have too many people, too little mics, so I'll hand it over to Tomo to um, yeah to take it away. Okay. That's you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gizale. Um Welcome to Gomaluku Podcast. I wasn't actually sure that this was going to be a Gomaluku Podcast, but it is now. Um, yes, we are in Geneva for the for for expert workshop on enhanced participation of Indigenous peoples' representative institutions. Very Sorry, good. it's a bit of a mouthful. And we have here um, very distinguished guests from all over the world. Indigenous peoples representing their nations, um, um, and and so on. Um, and we have. Ini from, um, from Kuna, Yala, and Frank, uh, I've known you for many, many times, but I mean, I've known you for quite a long time, yeah. but you represent...
2: I'm representing the, the National Congress of American Indians,
1: amongst others. So. And how many, how many nations is that?
2: Well, well it, it varies a little from year to year, but it's around 200 of the, uh, tribal governments in, in North America, right. in the United States.
1: Yeah. And we have Tiana here. Do you want to introduce yourself?
3: So, yeah, that uh to tell her, I think you in in a fall no native to Lulu, don't have potato here, no native to quick. You tell her talk about no Croatia. What you are
1: doing here? Great. Um, well, first of all, I know Tiana this is your first time in Geneva. What's your what's your first impression?
3: I came straight to the venue and I got lost, (laughs) because you drive on the wrong side of the road here, so that was fun, but otherwise, good, yeah, I'm excited to get stuck in, so,
1: yeah. And are you you nervous a little bit? Are you Uh, coming into... I don't think I'm nervous,
3: I'm I'm excited for the potential of what this will create for Mm. Indigenous peoples more than I am nervous, Mm. Um, I think because, like, we're surrounded by so many people that have been involved in this process for Mm. so long that I think... A, a good process is inevitable, so long as people stick to the, <laughs> stick to the task at hand. Yeah.
1: And Frank, if I can get to you, I mean, this is a major uh, step for indigenous peoples to be making at, in the grounds of the UN. In a grand scheme of the movement that you've experienced throughout your life, what, what, is, what, does this, what does today mean to you?
2: Well, as I'm a former elected leader, I tell people I'm a recovering politician or a recovering Tribal Chairman. And uh, I was there for 14 years, and that was 14 years ago. And I, But I've, um, I've always had that, that thought that no matter what I personally think or what, what, uh, whatever discomfort or whatever challenges are before me, I'm always aware that I'm, it's not me that I'm working for, but I'm working for all those coming generations. And I'm working to fill the aspirations of all those generations that came before, all those ones who have fought so hard to protect our people and to lead our people through challenging times. And now the times are no less challenging than they were then, uh, in in a much more broader scale. When we talk about all the issues of of, of climate change and and uh, all the different issues that we have in with foods and with our natural resources and everything, how that all comes together, and it is sort of comes to a head in places like this meeting today, where we're working on, on with the Human Rights Council and ways to make sure that our peoples, that, that, that we're able to engage here, uh, when they're talking about us, we don't want them to be without us, we want them to be, we want them to have, uh, to be able for us to be able to make, make comments and, and uh, participate, so that that, I guess the way I feel on this is looking at the, you know, the weight of all those coming generations, and uh, so it's worth any any of the, the, different discomforts I may feel like walking up the long hill coming here and being out of breath, it's worth it, you know, mm-hmm. to be here to do this work.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, Frank. Ini, um, when you learned about this process, enhanced participation of indigenous peoples <coughs> representing institutions, how, like, how would you explain to people back home uh, what this process means to them?
0: Well, uh, first of all, I would like to say something. Yeah. It's about here in Geneva. I actually like, uh, did my internship here like 10 years ago, and, but I never came to this side mm. of Geneva. This is my first time here in the United Nations office. Um, But more and excited for me is because now I'm on the name of my people, my territory, Kunayala people. Normally, a lot of people, they come, the name of NGOs, it's good. But this time is on the name of my my territories and my two Congress. So talking now about the enhanced participation, uh, I could say that uh when i at the beginning explained to them how that would be and why it's important for our territories also to participate like and and they were like they had to go i had to go to process Mm -hmm. from to congress and this is one of an example why we should also see how i got here and it took me like weeks to get the both Congress uh, like letters saying like yes, come or he's gonna be, and um, so um my expectation is like I ca- I cannot say that I have expectation because it's something like new for my territory itself. Mm. It's something totally open, and and I could say that uh, we're gonna see afterwards about how we, we do and how it's happening here in and how we can go a little bit like further more on this but the main concern is to bring back all this information to our to our elders and they can understand why all we are here and why it's important also the supporting from the roots from the community for this
1: yeah. Thanks, Ine. Um, anyone have any impressions of, of what transpired today, especially this morning when, when um, the introductions um, of, of uh, different agenda items were introduced and the states and the indigenous people started making statements? Any, any impressions that, that, that you might have got from the floor? Well,
2: the first impression I have is anyone who's in a hurry or impatient, don't come to the UN. <laughs> it takes a long time yeah. to say hello here, right. and it took us a bit part of the morning for that. But it was good, because we heard, we heard some things we hadn't heard before from some of the nations, and uh, you know, and you listen for just one or two little words every now and then mm. that that you've never heard in a statement they've made before. You you, you listen for that, and so though they're worth it. But it's. Uh, you know, I have several pages of notes from the from the morning, and I wrote them down just to sort of keep myself uh, uh, keep myself in order of what was going on. But I'm probably never going to look at them again you know? <laughs> from this morning. Now, we'll uh, we'll see what happens as we move through the days coming up.
1: But just if you if you could care to explain what those couple of words that you've never heard coming from the states before?
2: Well, the word support. Mm. With indigenous people following it, uh, that's that's those are nice to hear, and support participation. That's another one of those words that uh, we don't always hear. That we hear a lot of general statements, but uh, the 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 expressions of support were stronger and more genuine than I've heard before. I see you're agreeing on that.
3: It surprised me this afternoon. I only came in this afternoon, but it surprised me how many states were um, saying, like, it's up for indigenous peoples to determine which meetings they want to participate in, rather than being told, we must go to this table, or, um, you know, we're at a table on a consultative and tokenistic basis. And they were like, no, it's up for you to determine where you want to participate and how you want to participate, um, which was a positive sign to see.
0: Any first impression? Actually, like, I'm glad to, to hear about the statements also uh, during the morning and during the afternoon. And what I would say that well, it's kind of like most of things positive because there are countries that may support more indigenous people. So. And but I was wondering, thinking during the meetings, like I think also we need to to invite other countries that maybe we need like they could join to understand why we are doing it because sometimes if you if you don't go or you don't come to this kind of uh, uh, meetings you don't understand Mm -hmm. properly why we are doing this Mm -hmm. and that's just but uh, in general um, i'm happy how how it started of course there's a few things that maybe we can improve more Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we so there was a lot of discussions in that particular conversation about the way the way we where we had perceived states and how they posture themselves uh, at the very opening, and, and it is certainly welcoming and to hear and, and, and sets the tone for the next three days. Um, but what about the um, indigenous people's side? Uh, what do you hear from them uh, today? Anyone? I'll let you lead that. <laughs> I think
3: the most um, memorable thing that I heard was the, the classic catchphrase, nothing about us, without us, was then flipped and said, just nothing, um, without us, instead of about us, which kind of characterises why we're here, mm-hmm. so that any mechanisms under the Human Rights Council does have Indigenous peoples' input where people can self-determine um, who and how they want to um, participate within, within that arena.
2: And- you know, we we heard a lot of comments that were, from, uh, you know, that were all over the board actually in terms of, of the general kinds of comments. But uh, we heard some very energetic, useful comments, uh, which were which were really important to have. And then you heard some from some of us seasoned people with hardly any hair, okay? <laughs> uh, where we've, uh, you know, we, we once were those people mm. that had, were making those comments, and now we're making more seasoned comments. Mm. And it takes both. Mm. You have to blend all of that together in order to get a good outcome. Mm. And so we're hearing from, from people who are, some, some fi- folks are right on the ground, right mm. in the middle of things, and they're here. To tell us about that, and those those are important. You know, what what are the ramifications of not being here? What are the ramifications of not being able to go to the Human right. Rights Council, except for two minutes at the end of a at the end of a session? And what are those things? And and how do you how do you actually express, in something that short a time, what it is that that you need to express here? And so you know, we're hearing, I think we're hearing a lot of uh, a lot of that frustration and. But at the same time, we're also hearing that optimism about that we may be able to change that. We may be able to make additional progress. How do you become seasoned? You get old. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just go to lots of meetings, and eventually, you know, you eventually it. it uh, you either go nuts and don't come anymore, right. or else you you or else get sane and don't come anymore. Mm. One or the other. But then you also just have a lot of experience, yeah. and you you develop a, a sort of an institutional memory about how things have been done, mm. what people have said, and what it's led to before, which then gives you that idea that maybe every now and then you hear that word that you've never heard before. Mm. That maybe things are moving, mm. maybe things are changing a bit, mm. and uh, you know I I I've I've really felt optimistic about where we're at this morning. Mm. Hearing from hearing from the panel, the opening statements, mm. uh, the you know the President of the Human Rights Council and all the other folks that were up at the head table, we got a lot of really positive statements, and so uh, that made me feel good. So
1: yeah, I had to. Uh, hold you for a bit because I want to just follow up on on Frank. Um, um, just just following up on what you said about you know, sometimes you see progress, and today we've seen some from the states, and just wonder like, wh- where does the change come from? Uh, where do you think it come from today? Uh,
2: persistence. Mm-hmm. Saying what we need to say and saying it over and over and over again, finding different ways to say it, yeah. and finding, uh, you know. Uh, and circumstances change. Uh, you know, the, you have different things that happen in the world, in, both in the natural environment and in the social and cultural environment of the world. And at different points in history, a comment that may not be able to be heard by people once, five years later, you can say the same thing and people will hear it. And so, you, you have to be persistent because you never know when that moment's going to come when what you're saying is going to connect with people.
1: Mm. Very good. So, uh, sorry, any your turn. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what, did you, what, what did you what did you hear from indigenous people today? Uh,
0: actually, I was just like amazed just listening. <laughs> 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 Who Well, I would keep what uh, the representative from Rwanda mm-hmm. said also nowadays that the indigenous people there, they have not been recognized as indigenous people. So if they're not recognized, how they can have the rights. So I think this is one of the things that is going on nowadays, 2022, and a lot of things has been like, done related to indigenous uh, people's right, and but still we have a, every, every day we are learning and the new uh, the things happening in different countries and that kind that uh, Kenneth was uh, saying, you know, that even like this, we are here. And that's one of the things that uh, I think is uh, a space also to, to show to the world uh, what's going on and how we are like working also to support that kind of uh, uh,
1: countries, territories, yeah. You're here um, uh, for the first time in, in this building, but you're also here as an expert, which is a huge step up for you. How do you feel? How do I feel? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Still, were the expert, but sure, I am an expert from my territories. And the only thing that is to bring that uh, like information from my territories, proper words, and... The technical world also here. So this is a huge opportunity. Mm. Not for just my territory, so for all Yala that I am representing. Mm. And, and also you have someone who is coming from the territory. Mm. And and uh, being closer to my elders, my chief. So being here it's it's kinda like I never expected mm. and but somehow I would say that never forgetting the people who were here before mm-hmm. who have done a lot of things before. So i uh, and also brings me the memory of my cousin uh-huh. mm-hmm. Um So I have him here mm-hmm. and and I wish I could be as good as him, you know, <laughs> when he's uh, like he and express himself. So a lot of things, uh, a lot of feelings.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he will not be disappointed. I'm sure he'll be, he'll be He'll be proud that you're here. Um so um moving on next 3 days. Um what are your expectations? I mean anything about modalities or selection mechanism criteria or or anything. Um what how do you think what would you like to see in the next 3 days um in terms of leading up to this this report that is going to be uh, drafted on Thursday.
0: Um well so this is our first day, yeah. but I think uh, the few days that it's coming. And um, first of all, me I need to like of the like uh, nervous that I have, that uh, I am to get involved, to say what I would like to say, and that's the first thing. Um, on the other hand, and um, okay, past. Participate more, and also to to see the examples that we got in different territories, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. can be like involved here mm-hmm. in that we are talking about uh, the participation, how it should be. So yeah, I could say that uh, my expectation for those days is high, and need to get. I will be learning a little bit more and get more information um, to get like uh, focusing. We would like to get in the end uh, and I wishing also that all the indigenous people, the brothers, sisters in, here, could come together with the same mentality or same objective. Mm-hmm. That is, that like uh, to get the uh, participation of indigenous peoples in the right way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, next three days, what, what would you like to see in the report, for
3: example? Oh, not sure. I think my expectations for the next three days um, is just like also building on how we can unite consensus as Indigenous peoples and, and um, how one person's understanding can help uplift and empower other people's understandings to participate within these forums, within all kinds of new mechanisms. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, in terms of the report, I guess, I'm hoping that the needle has moved more than just a little bit, more than just a little bit um, um,
1: incrementally, and that next year will
2: be a positive year for this work stream. Yeah. Last word? Well, you know, I'm looking, I am, I've always been cautiously optimistic as an elected leader and as a participant in all of these uh, cautiously optimistic. but I'm also uh, a realist in terms of the, how long it takes some institutions to move and I realized that in the grand scheme of things the UN has moved quite a long ways when it comes to indigenous people, indigenous rights and access to the UN and all these different things. Now what we have to do is improve, we have to improve that access, we have to improve uh, I thought of the one comment about the special rapporteur on indigenous rights, how there needs to be at least seven of them or, or more because of the different regions, and how you know, the, 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 the idea that, that you've got uh, that we have, the, we have the concept, but in order to actually make it work, it may need to be thought through a little more. And in other words, it needs to be a broader scope because it is literally too much to put on one person to expect that. Well, the same thing that we have here, uh, we have the Human Rights Council. We've done we've done quite well here in terms of working on resolutions. I've been party of party of the, some of the drafting of some of those resolutions that have come out each year on indigenous rights. Uh, you know, I've had some, some input into those over the years and we have had some success and we've had some times when we weren't as successful as we'd like. What I look at this is, The report that comes out of here, it's it's advisory. Mm. What comes out of here is an advisory report. Mm. What will happen with that, we don't know. Mm. It depends on many things that are out of our control, Mm. Uh, but what we have in our control is what we say in the next few days. Mm. What we're able to make sure is in that report Mm. that we can, from our point of view, And to the extent that we can have nations supporting what we say that's in that report, it will be even better. Mm -hmm. And you know, what do they say, you don't get something unless you ask for it? You know. So the point is we have to we have to make our asks big. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: We have to ask for what we really would like to see in the end. Mm -hmm. Even knowing that we're gonna get part of it, probably not all of it, but the idea that we will be making progress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that there's a sort of a long-term view that you have to have. Uh, as you get older you get when you're young, you're impatient. And then you get sort of middle age and you're, you can see the value of committees and you start thinking about how things take longer to do. Mm-hmm. As you get older, you start getting impatient again because you realize that times, time's of the essence here and you better get something done quick. You <laughs> might have a decade left you know you better get something done. And so you know as you get older you tend to get a little more impatient. So what I look at uh, out of this report is something that, as you said, will move the needle. I'd like to move it more than a little, but we'll see. (laughs) But, you know, but I think that that's what we can hope for is progress. The fact that this meeting is happening is progress. So we've already moved the needle. Oh. I guess we're all all done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's, like you, say, it's you know, progress the, we have power again <laughs> <laughs> but, you know like you say the the, 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 the the circumstances are changing and the states are throwing support and those languages are very welcoming so now it's also I guess a time to yeah. to, to, to ask for for, for, for bigger things um, and hope for, hopefully that that will be reflected in the, in the final outcome uh, of this event so Let's call it a I think Kazan needs to go somewhere else. Uh, and um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll have another one of these things tomorrow. Um, yeah. So thank, thanks, uh, Ini, Frank, and Tiana uh, for being here. Um, and, um, and we'll definitely continue this conversation tomorrow. So Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the episode. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. It would mean the world to me um, if you did that. Have a great day.